Hey, we're in a series today called uh, Living Within the Margins. We started last week. We talked about how that last week, we don't want to live on empty, right? And uh, that there's so many things that have just overwhelmed our lives. And I started to fill this bucket up just right to the brim with water. But how many people know that trying to get it up here filled up with uh, just right to the brim with water, it would have been a mess, right? Anybody know? Yeah, trying to carry a full glass of water or a full cup of coffee or something like that. Same thing with our lives. A lot of people's lives have just become a mess. They've become overburdened. They've become worn out, stressed out, maxed out, give out, and they want to get out. And that's, that's not going to be who we are. Amen? Because God's got a great plan for our lives. And so um, we want to talk today. There's lots of areas that we could talk about. Uh, about margin. We could talk about our finances. We could talk about our emotions, our relationships. We could talk about physically, our health. Certainly, we could talk about spiritual things. But um, in each of those areas, in each of those areas, we've got to have margin. If we don't have margin in our lives, if we, uh, if we don't have a, 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 some, some space, if we don't have some area in our lives for some health, then uh, we're going to have disaster. We're gonna just going to have nothing but a mess. Last week, we defined margin by saying that, that margin is the space, between, the space between your pace and your limits. It's the space between when it's, uh, you're, you've got some room to add some more and when it's overflowing, right? When it's causing a mess. And so we want to live in that place so that there's not so that there's not just a mess. There's not, we're not worn out, stressed out, maxed out, give out, and all that kind of stuff. We talked about last week, we mentioned that margins do not limit us. They provide for us the safe space. They empower us to be able to go the distance and accomplish, live the lives that God wants us to live and accomplish what he has for us. And how many people, that's your goal today? I want to fulfill God's will in my life. Okay. All right. Anybody? Seriously. I mean, that's that's my goal. That's our goal in life. And so we want to see that for every every single person. I believe that for this to happen, for us to have margin in our lives, that we're going to have to learn some systems, okay, some systems. We're going to have a systems in our lives. Everybody know what the acronym for system is, right? If you, you might want to write this down. If you're taking notes, write it down. If you're not taking notes, just, just write it down, okay? And um, it's uh, systems. It says saves you stress, okay? I think we've got this saves you, all right? Saves you Stress, time, energy, and money. How many people would like to save some, some stress, time, energy, and money in your life? And I call systems because um, it you know, saves you stress, time, energy, and money. Stupid, right? I mean, or Sam, that sounds better, right? Saves you, time, ener- saves you stress, time, energy, and money. We want these systems <clears throat> in our lives. Uh, obviously, that's true in the area. The last thing we talk about there, money. We talk about it all the time, about having budgets and and how many people, um, I pray, don't, don't raise your hand, I pray everybody is living on a budget, operating on a budget. And we'll talk about, about that again at a later time. But, um, but nowhere do I think it's more important to have systems and to have a system, uh, some successful systems in our lives than in the area of our time. Has anybody ever heard the expression that says, you can make more money, but you can't make more time? Right? I, I mean, we, we all realize that. I think the older we get, the more that, um, that we realize this. So today, I want us to take a few minutes, and I want us to talk about realigning or restructuring or just reordering our schedules to allow for the things 
that, um, that, and the things and the people that fill us up. I'm really concerned in our world today that the things that should be bringing life to us, the things that should be empowering our lives, that should be strengthening us, causing us to be vibrant, causing us to, to, to thrive and to flourish, are things that for some reason or another we're so stressed out, worn out, maxed out, burned out, all those kind of things that, um, that we're not getting. We, we don't have room for them to feed our lives. Let me tell you, relationships, friendships, healthy relationships, man, they should be putting in to our lives. Amen. They should be strengthening us. I, I'm telling you, I love when Yvette and I get time together and, and get to just hang out or she takes me for a ride in her Jeep. <laughs> We won't go there right now, right? Some of you are aware that Yvette allowed me. She told me that I was allowed to have a, a midlife crisis, so we bought a Jeep, and, and she took it from me. But, <laughs> so, and she wanted to put daisies on it and stuff, and I drew the line right there. I said, no, I'm just... Uh, but but th- that feeds, feeds our lives. Our, our, our time with God should feed our life. Our worship time, it should, it should help fill us and feed our lives and... And so we've got to have some systems. We've got to have some, some things that help us to live joyful, productive. Uh, how many people want to get back to that place in life where, where creativity is flowing? And, and I, I want to see that for you. I want to, we want to see you at your maximum, at your best. How many people think God deserves our best? Amen? Amen. I just absolutely, I absolutely believe that. So I think that sounds a lot better. Being filled, being full, being creative, productive, praying our best prayers. That sounds a lot better than all that being maxed out and worn out and tired and frustrated and, and, uh, and all the other things. And, and do you remember what we decided last week? We made a decision. Remember, we declared it. We decreed it. We, we said we decided that that's not going to be us. Amen? We're not going to be burned out, worn out, stressed out, maxed out people. That's not going to be us. Amen? Come on. Who, somebody say it with me. That's not going to be me. One more, t- one more time. Really loud. That's not going to be me. Amen? And we declare that. We say that in agreement with the Lord today. And I believe, I believe that we all want to live the lives that God's created and those lives where, man, where we really are, we're having real meaningful times with God. We're praying our best prayers. We're, we're, we're getting, we're being fed by the word. We're enjoying our relationships. And not only that, then out of the fullness of our lives, we're encouraging, we're pouring out into the lives of others. Not, there's a, how many people know there's a difference between pouring into the life of somebody than dumping on somebody? <laughs> Okay, it's like this. It works like that. <laughs> How many people realize there's a difference between being able to pour out and to bring an impartation into somebody's life than just dumping on them and just putting your problems, your attitudes? How many people love it when somebody shares a really bad attitude with you? I don't know about you, but I just won't even go there. I'm telling you, man, I felt the anointing of God leave sitting in the McDonald's drive through the other day. I'm, t- I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you, it's true. I was sitting at McDonald's drive-thru and looking, okay, and hearing, what you want? I was like, I want you to speak properly to me is what I would really like, you know. And just, just attitude, it just gets on you. I've got a suggestion for McDonald's from now on, don't build beside Chick-fil-A. So, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the, the contrast was incredible, was, was amazing, was amazing. So, 
When we chose, last week we talked about Mary and Martha, we talked about choosing the best thing, and at the end of the service we took communion and we made a, a covenant where we said we want to choose the best thing. How many people say, that's still my choice today? I want to choose the best thing. I want to choose Jesus today. I want, how many people made that decision? Amen? Yeah, we really do. So if that's the case then, if, if that's the case, if that's the decision we've made, I want to ask a couple of questions. One of the questions is, what would your calendar look like if God was the one who ordered your calendar? If God was the one who said, you said, God, here's my calendar and you put it, you write it just the way you want it written, what would it look like? Would it look like the one that you have now? Right? No, I mean, I mean, think about it. I heard somebody some religious thinking, you know, thinking, thinking, hey, you know what? I came to church to get something really deep and meaningful and, and substantive, and, and I want to hear about how many angels can fit on a pin and all this. I mean, why are we talking about calendars? Well, let me, let me say this. Suppose, just suppose, and, and I happen to believe this, that the way that you order or the way that you arrange or schedule your life could be one of the most wholly important things that you ever do. Right? I, I mean, I, I know everybody's not with me yet, but just hang in there, all right? What, what about my Bible time? What about my prayer time? What, you know what? If you don't schedule these things, a lot of them just aren't going to take place, are they? I, I mean, they're, they're really not. I, I don't want to get overly heavy today, but, but the truth of the matter is, that you only get one shot at this thing called life. I mean, this has been starkly, and, I, and again, I don't, I don't wanna, I, I'm being serious here, I wanna be very sensitive to a very tragic situation. But just this weekend, we had the neighbors at the end of our street were traveling to see their son play football in Arkansas, and, a, and an amazing family, a husband and wife, a man who had served in our community as 30, over 30 years as a, as a fire chief, the Lawrence family, they died. They went to be with the Lord. You, you, you only get one shot at it, guys. You only get one time. You, don't, you know, there's a lot of things that you get, you get do-overs about. You know, I, I can blow some things and do them over. I can mess up and, and, and repent and apologize and, and, and restore a relationship with, with Yvette or, or, or you know, make a mess of something and you get it cleaned up. But can I tell you, you don't get the minutes back. You don't get the seconds back. You don't get the days back. Look, the, the scripture puts it like this. In Psalm 90, the scripture beginning in verse 9 says, For all of our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are 70 or by the reason of strength, by living right, doing, you know, healthy and all this time. Some, some people make it to 80 or even 87 like Buster Orbison this week. You know, everybody say happy birthday, Buster. So, okay. But by the reason of strength, yet their span is toil and trouble. They, they are soon gone and fly away. How many people think life is flying by? Anybody? It's flying by, right? So who considers the power of your anger and, who, and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. And that's what I'm praying that God will help us to do. That God will help us to number our days and today that we will get a heart of wisdom. 
Anybody want a heart of wisdom? Man, how many people know a teachable spirit is one of the most important things we can have? Amen? So, so Psalm 39 goes on and says like this. It says, Lord, tell me what's going to happen now. Tell me how long I will live. Anybody ever wondered how long am I going to live, right? Yeah, how long am I going to live? Let me know how short my life really is. You gave me only a short life. Compared to you, my life is nothing. The, human, the life of every human is like a cloud that quickly it disappears. I like how the, uh, the message version of the scripture, I don't think I sent that to him to put up here, but it says this. It says, you keep me on pretty short rations, God. My life is a string too short to be saved. Oh, we're all puffs of air. Oh, we're all shadows in a campfire. We're just spit in the wind. We make our pile and then we leave it. And I'll just let you interpret that any way you want, okay? So I just, I'm really not sure what that. We make our pile and then we leave it, okay? In the New Testament, in Ephesians chapter five, Paul writing to one of the most spiritual, the most well-ordered churches, he says this. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise people, making the best use of time, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Is everybody getting this? Are we understanding what the will of the Lord is? The King James says, redeem the time. Be wise, people. Make best use of the time. The message again says it like this. It says, don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. Wake up from your sleep. Climb out of your coffins, and Christ will show you the light. So watch your step, use your head, make the most of every chance you get. You might only get it once. Make the best use of every chance you get. These are desperate times, and desperate times call for God's best people, and I believe he's talking about you. Amen? Amen. So that's why we're talking about the importance of living within margins, the margin of time. And because it's something that's so, uh, another reason we're talking about is because it's something that so many, many, many people deal with. I, I think it's, it's epidemic in our world today. As a matter of fact, according to our unofficial surveys here at the church, about 30 to 40% of the New Covenant family deals with this, this situation every week. Um, basically, roughly, that's how many people show up late for church on a regular basis. Ooh, did pastor just say that in church? Ooh, ooh, right, he's going to get in trouble. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, and I, and let me just say, I've often wondered about this. Because it, it's not the same people every week. It, it, it kind of rotates. Help, help me answer a question here. It, it's a question that has plagued pastors universally. I mean, just around the world. We, 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 we sit around tables. We call special conferences to deal with this issue. So I'm, I'm joking there, okay? But do you all have a special group? Is there, is, there a, is there a special Facebook page that I'm not aware of that says, hey, it's your week to show up late. I showed up late last week. <laughs> How do you do that? I'm telling you, the system that you use is absolutely, it's incredible. It's amazing. You, you guys are working it, working it really, really well. So I, I don't want to be too hard here. So let me just say this. 70% of you show up exactly on time for the 11 o'clock service. 
<laughs> For those of you that didn't get that, we don't have an 11 o'clock service. <laughs> we have a 1045 service, right? But some are making it to the 11. Okay, okay, I know I need to be positive, not make everyone feel any conviction or anything like that. Who would ever want that in church? But don't pastors get to blow off a little steam every once in a while, don't they? Is that right? So, all right. Hey, so why do we do this? Yvette and I came back, I won't say where, we came back from ministering at a church. Um, and we advertise. We, we, we put it on Facebook. We, we put it in social media. We put it other, that we start church at 1045. Okay? We were at a church, and uh, so we, I asked the pastor, I said, oh, okay, well, what time does church start? He said, oh, around 11. When somebody asks you what time something's happening and they start with the word around, you know you're in trouble to start with, right? So, what time are we going on that day? Oh, around, uh, okay, just take him off your list. Just put, draw a line through his name, all right, right there, all right? So we, we, we were, I happened to be reading the paper, sitting and reading the paper, and this church has an advertisement. The pastor tells me 11 o'clock, the church has an advertisement in the local paper, all nine pages of it, of the local paper, all nine pages of it. The local paper only has nine pages. Do you, any of you even know what a newspaper is? Or what, is so, okay. Anyhow, and I'm reading this, and this says, there's an advertisement that says the service begins at 1045. How many people know that's a problem? Yes. Amen? I just encourage you, come on, get here early, get here on time, and uh, eat donuts and, so there won't be leftovers that we have to eat on Monday, okay? And have fun and get to know some people and enjoy your fellowship. But, all right, let's look, let's, are we, everybody okay? Are we all right? Okay. Turn to your neighbor and say, well, I'm okay. My feelings are hurt, but I'm going to get over it, all right? Okay, so... Let's look at some things that we can, um, we can do to help revisit or restructure our time so that we can live full. How many people like that? So we don't live any squirrely lives, right? You remember the definition, no squirrely lives allowed, all right? And what I want to do today is I want to start by, I want to look at a system called a calendar. A calendar. Has anybody ever seen one of these? Okay, a calendar, okay. How many people have calendars on their, on their refrigerators and calendars on their phones and and, um, and, and so I, I, I want us to talk about, I want us to think about this calendar. Now, before we get to the calendar, I think that what we need to deal with here is how we think about calendars. Okay, we okay there? How we think about calendars. Because I think a lot of times we approach the calendar and we go, oh, I've got, a, I've got a doctor's appointment and I've got this and I've got this and I've got all these things to do and we start filling in all the things that we've got to do. But I think before we put anything on the calendar, instead of thinking about what we've got to do, we need to think about who we want to be. Because who we want to be should be the thing that shapes our, should be shaping our calendar. Who do I want to be? What kind of man do I want to be? What kind of woman do I want to be? What kind of family do I, do I want us to have? And those are the type, who do I believe that God wants me to be? Amen, amen. Oh me, amen, anything will work, all right? But just, who do I really believe that God wants me to be? You know, I started um, dealing with this years ago. Some of you have heard me tell this story. I, I walked into the house one night, and uh, this is when the kids were smaller, and I, 
And um, I, I was on the phone when I came in the house. And, I, and I'm on the phone and I'm standing by the, uh, the, the bar there in our house, uh, the counter, I should say, the counter in our house. And, um, and uh, all of a sudden, I, the kids are, Daddy, Daddy, blah, 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 Daddy, this, you know. And all of a sudden, it, it kind of out of my peripheral hearing, I hear Yvette say, Children, don't bother your father. He's not home yet. I think she was just conveying a message. I think she was speaking in tongues, and so I need some kind of interpretation to come now. It's like, it's like what's, what's, what's going on here, you know? And, and so I, it wasn't just Yvette that began to speak to me, though. It was the Lord that began to speak to me. See, what kind of person do I want to be? You know, uh, somewhere during that season of time, God began to, to stress in my life that, that, that being the best pastor and, and always being on call and being the guy who had all the answers and, and being the problem solver and being the, yeah, the yes man and I can do it and let's make everybody happy, that that, that, that might have been something that was feeding my need, but if you feed something, what's going to happen? It's going to grow. And the only thing that was happening was my need for more affirmation and more approval and more good boys and out of boys and all that kind of stuff. But, but, but you only have enough room in your life for certain things. You, there, you can't do it all. We're all limited. Remember we said this, we're all limited. And that doesn't make us weak. It just makes us human. And I can remember, I can remember saying, wait a minute, what kind of person do I want to be? And, and God began to talk to me about it. And, and I came up with a goal. And the goal that began to shape and to define my life and help determine what goes on my calendar was this. Is I want to be the man, I want to be the person that those who know me the best love and respect me the most. I want all of you to love me and respect me. But if this lady right here doesn't love me and respect me, it doesn't mean anything. If, if my kids can't love me and respect me. Not from some type of a position, not from some type of accomplishment, from, but for who I am. Then for me, I'm not, I'm not putting this on you, but for me, then something was out of order. And that began to define, it began to define my life. And so there's times that just simply, yeah, scratched some things out and said no to some things and no to some meetings and and, and for me, a huge thing that was a part of my life at one time was, was just counseling and always being on the beck and call and somebody in trouble and just times just saying no. And that means that there may have been some times and that maybe I let you down or you didn't get what you felt like you needed or deserved from me. And, and I'm sorry for that. That was not the intention. But can I tell you that, that God has purposed in my life that he comes first and my family comes next. And I would suggest that maybe you want to kind of put that pattern in your life as well. So, so let's, let's talk then very specifically, who do I want to be? We, we've got to make some choices, okay? So, so I want to be in a person. What, what, a, what would a calendar look like if, if we were saying that in this calendar, I want my life to represent, I want to have a close connection to Jesus Christ. A Anybody want to have a close connection to Jesus Christ? How many people just, just all oh, passing, casual, see you when I can, relationship with Jesus? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand, okay? 
No, we want a close relationship with Jesus. So, so can I suggest that then when you take your calendar out, everybody got your calendar, you don't have to pull them out, but, but, but maybe we, we have service, we have church right here on Sundays. And so can I suggest you go ahead and just put church on, pastor, we don't have to put church on our calendars, it happens every week. Hey, every day, right? All these things happen all the time. But why not put it on your calendar? Because you know what? Then all of a sudden, ooh, let's see how brave he is. All of a sudden, then there's, oh, there's the game that's coming up. And oh, there's the, there's, there's the match that's going to take place. And, they're gonna, and, and now they play every tournament of every kind. When do they play it? On Sundays, right? Do you know what? And, and look, I'm not saying that you can't ever miss a Sunday. But can I tell you this? I, I don't know how you are, but church fills me up. I love worshiping with you. I love God's, I love to worship. I, I love to come and, and even when I'm not, pre I love to, to hear the word. I take notes and, is anybody with me? Yes. Okay, you know, I pray that church fills you up. And so, church, church at what time? I'm sorry, I could barely hear you there, that's right. 10.45, all right, 10.45, that's right. Okay, get a really close up of this right here. 10, no, I'm at 10.45, right? Why not go ahead and put church on your calendar? You know, it's not that, and come on guys, there's a whole rest of the day left, right? You come in for a couple of hours, you fellowship, you, you get great, you led in great worship, you, you get fed by the word, you, you, get, you get some good people, you get donuts and coffee. I mean, this is a good deal, right? I mean, it really is. Yeah, and it only costs you 10% to start out with. So, um, so that's right. Something wrong there. I didn't get it. Okay. So, so but, but church isn't the only thing that fills us up, right? I, I, you know, I wish, I, I wish I could stand up here and say, every day I spend an hour with God. And I've told you the story years ago. I had a, some of the guys I was, you know, we were encouraging each other and challenging each other. And we had this covenant that we wrote out about spending an hour with God every day. Uh, uh, let's be realistic. P pick an amount of time that works for you. But, but everybody should have some kind of a time. I, I like what I heard one pastor call, he calls it chair time. F find a chair, fi find a chair, and, and in that chair, why don't you put yourself in it and just set a goal of maybe 15 minutes a day. And, and, and just say every day, every day, every day, every day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend some time with God. How many people know that if you want a close, a close relationship with Jesus, you might want to spend some time in his word. You might want to spend some time talking to him. You might want to spend some time praying. Amen? So, I mean, 15 minutes isn't too much to ask, is it? Can I tell you, if you start with 15 minutes, who knows what might happen? But, but can I put, put, it on your, put it on your calendar? Put it, put it, <clears throat> let me make this clear. Put it on your calendar. Put it on your calendar, okay? I mean, just do that. Just, just it, it'll help you. It, it'll help you. Good, good. How many people think? Hey, I want good Christian relationships. That'll help me grow. 
And so I'm going to have some good Christian relationships. Well, what do, what do I do? Well, I, I don't know. There's Bible studies. There's all kinds. But, you know, one thing that we do is on Wednesday nights, we have a service and Roger, okay, preached a whole message here earlier, took a lot of my time about talking about how wonderful, how wonderful church, you know, the Wednesday night youth services are. Parents, bring your kids to church. Amen. I thought everybody would join in with that. Hey, parents, bring your kids to church, right? Just put, and while you're here, why don't you stick around? Because we have some term groups that are going on. Hey, this isn't in my notes, but can I say this? How many people want successful financial lives? I, 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 we all do. I know that. There's some of you that sit here today that you've struggled with your financial lives for years and years and years. We offer financial peace classes. We offer individual counseling. We offer, we've got a class going on on Wednesday nights. I don't, I don't get it. Why would you not avail yourself? Why would you not take advantage of these opportunities to come and to be nurtured and to be discipled and to grow and to learn in an area where you need some help? Hey, listen, you want, a, you want some good, strong Christian friendships? You know what I would do? I would put X, Y, Z... Right? Is that the third weekend? Am I in the right place here? Right? I'd go ahead and put it on my calendar because groups, right? Groups take place. Life groups take place. Young marrieds meet. And, and sometimes, I guess there should, it comes over here on to Sundays too sometimes. But uh, go ahead and put it on your group because then when somebody comes and says, hey, guess what? We're going to this thingamadigger thing over here, you know, and Billy Bob's over at so-and-so place. And, you know, we go, oh, man, hey, maybe get, let me know next time. But can I tell you what? You know what? I've already got something on my schedule. For me personally, hey, I, I do this. You can look at my calendar. I'll show it to you. My calendar every morning, every morning has a block of time. I know it should be up the top there. But it has a block of time, whoa, it has a block of time that in that block of time, it's blocked out. And I don't schedule meetings. You have, you have every once in a while, I'll, I'll, something will come up that has to be. But that time on my calendar, it says health. And so there's people here that we've, we've wanted to get healthy and we've never done anything about it. And, and so I don't like necessarily getting up and going walking. And, but I get out and I walk and I... I, my dog walks with me and I take him home and I go and walk some more, but I spend some time with God because that's helping to make me healthy physically and helping to make me healthy spiritually and helping to make me healthy emotionally so I don't just come in here and rail at everybody all the time, right? And tell you about how horrible you are for not getting to church on time. Because so, I want to be healthy. I don't want to do those kind of things, you know? How many people want to have a strong marriage? Okay. Man, if I was you, I would raise my hand. But I mean, that's just between you and, you know, how quickly you want to die. Yeah, let's, uh, right. So, so I would plan something called a, a date night. And, well, is this all right? Are we okay here? Okay. And, and, and I, or a date lunch or a date something. Okay. But can I tell you this? If you don't put it on your calendar. We don't want to put it there. Well, that's okay. You can go on a date night before you come to Kairos. Right? So, right? Anybody want to live free? Anybody want to get rid of some strongholds and demonic activity in your life and be, live the life God? 
Is, is Kairos on your calendar? I'm asking, is Kairos on your Put Kairos on your calendar. Put it on your calendar and show up and get over here, okay? But have a date night. Because you know what? If you don't put it on your calendar, you'll have one of these things called a, when I get around to it. And you'll get home, and on the way home, you'll get frustrated, you'll get angry, you'll get aggravated because of the traffic, and then you won't feel like it. And if you let feelings run your life, you're going to have a miserable life. Is that, is that news to anybody? We, we used to say this around here. Feelings don't get a vote. Amen? Put a date night on your calendar. Go out. Sit and stare at each other. Right? Man, it's really hard. It's really hard right now. I'm tell- have you noticed people when they go... I'm telling you, Yvette and I go and we eat at places and we just go, we don't ever want to be like that couple or that couple or that couple. They look like they're mad and grouchy and grumpy and, right? I mean, I, we, I, I'm just going to start going to restaurants and just smiling at people. Just make them worried. What's wrong? What's he doing? Why is that man over there smiling? He's up to something. Watch him. He's probably a terrorist. I don't know what's going on. So but, but I would put a date night on my, on my calendar. Date uh, with your spouse. Okay, <laughs> just uh, day and age. I want to make that clear, right? So, uh, how many people want to be a, have a strong family? Hey, hey, let me tell you, date nights are, aren't the only things you should put on your calendar. Okay, not every week. Every it's, I think a date night. You need time with your spouse every week. But you know what? Occasionally, not too long ago, Yvette and I had some time away, and and we talked about vision for our lives. What's the next season of our life going to look like? You know, I mean, the first third of our life has been great. (laughs) Math is not your thing, is it? I'm just, (laughs) math, you got it. Okay, math, but but we want to be sure that the rest of our life, right? Do you talk about it? What what do we want to be? How do we want our marriage to be? We've got no more kids live in our house. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could, I'm sorry. I, we, we love you, Ben. But we, love, we love having a guest room, so that's right. What's the rest of our life going to be like? What's your life going to be? Who do you want to be? Who does God want you to be? Strong families. Want to be a great parent? Are you there? When you're there, are you there when you're there? You don't get to do it over, guys. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm going to run in and, 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 and I know what, time, what time's your game and, and you're only playing the second half. Well, I'll just, I'll just come and I'll show up at the second half and run in and stay on your cell phone at the game. And man, you've got all this important, really important, big things. And man, you're an important person. And man, the sun probably won't come up without you tomorrow. I mean, you know, you've got all this stuff you got to do. And, and oh, oh, what happened? Oh, I, my, my kid scored a goal. <laughs> well, I'll watch it on the video. I'm not saying I was a perfect dad. But can I tell you, there were a lot of sacrifices. I can remember being in Lufkin, Texas, and it was sleeting, okay? 
sleeting when they were playing this thing called soccer in sleet. And myself and one other father are out on the bleachers watching our kids. Now let me say, don't ever do that. (laughs) If your kids have to have that, they need therapy. No, I don't know. No, but I'm I'm teasing, you know. But, but, But make some choices. Get some things planned. I heard people say recently, I heard somebody say, I haven't had a vacation in six years. You haven't taken your family away to spend time, to be alone, to unplug from everything else for six years. Years ago, when I was brave and I would say almost anything that came to mind, not like my cowering self now, um, I was standing around with a bunch of evangelists and this one evangelist was talking, he goes, I was on the road for 340 days last year. And before I knew it, I said, well, have you asked God to forgive you? You you can't have a family like that. That doesn't make you something special. You know what it means? It means you didn't plan, you didn't prepare, you didn't value, you didn't save up. In my mind, this had a whole lot more of a positive tone to it. (laughs) All right, let's wrap up.